the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Another day, another dollar. We're trying to get you closer to retirement. Ever as strange as that concept may be, I don't think enough people are thinking about it. And I see it on a regular basis. I know a divorcee on the street who is now suddenly going from her husband paying all her bills to her ex-husband paying most of her bills. And there's nothing there for retirement. Her plan? Marry well. Marry well a second time. But this time she's got baggage. Got a little bit of a drinky drink problem. Got a little bit of two kids issue that is going to have to be reconciled with a new husband and an ex-husband who kind of is a monster. So that's out there. I want to get you to retirement. And when I see things like that, it drives me crazy. I feel extreme passion, compassion in scenarios like this. And it's pretty regular. Whether it's the guy who just got out of college with you know $30,000 in debt, lives with his parents, and does a job that's barely over minimum wage, or whether it's the divorcee on the street. you know They're doing everything right. They're, they're trying to do it right for the kids. They're trying to stay in the same city. And one of the most expensive areas in the world to live in. I see it on a regular basis. It crushes me. It makes me sad. Trade issues have got the market down. All right, tariffs on two hundred billion of Chinese imports go into effect today, and we're hearing from Walmart, Walmart, that tariffs are going to become a real issue for their shoppers. And do you think now Walmart's been pretty good about rolling back, rolling, rolling, rolling? Keep those prices rolling back. Do you remember the, that whole ad campaign they did? Now they're going to have to push forward prices forward. Trump administration is reportedly likely to pursue tariffs on additional $267 billion of Chinese imports. China has countered with tariffs of an additional $60 billion of, China, of American imports. And China has also canceled the proposed trade talks between senior officials. Sounds pretty familiar, right? It's the exact same news we got last week and the week before. And that's when the markets hit record highs. Markets not overly bothered by trade issues. But yet today it is. Trade issues have yet to show up in the economic data. Other than companies saying it's going to be a real issue. Micron, Applied Materials, Walmart. It's been a lot of sweeping under the rug. Who sweeps under the rug? People are expecting markets to be, uh, trade talks to be resolved and only have a minor economic impact. And yet, Walmart's saying it's going to have a whole issue. The Dow Jones Industrial Average futures are down all morning long. 
and that doesn't necessarily mean that's where the market goes. Because essentially, when you're asleep, the, the Asian markets are open, and then the European markets open, and then as you're going to work on the East Coast, the European markets will eventually close, and uh, as you wake up on the West Coast, your European markets are closed, and we're starting to deal with what's going to happen in the U.S. So, Google got a pretty rough treatment last night on 60 Minutes Alphabet on search engines and are they do they know too much got a pretty rough treatment and like well there's a woman in Kentucky who drives used cars and drinks bourbon and they know that about you is that about is that a bad thing Facebook same kind of thing mega cap tech companies are in the crosshairs of public opinion media media criticism Politics. I've always thought people are crazy for to put their you know whole life stories on Facebook, but people do it. Comcast has reportedly won the bidding war for Sky with a hefty forty billion dollar offer that has analysts and investors concerned that the company overpaid. Comcast shares are down on that news. You might remember that um, Fox was selling off all their media content. They also had something called Sky Sky TV which you have to kind of think of as a uh, South American, European cable company, even though it's in Sky Satellite. Barrett Gold and Rand Gold are tied up in a $6 billion stock-for-stock -stock transaction. Two gold companies tying up. Interesting. Sirius XM has made a bid to acquire Pandora Media for approximately $3.5 billion, $10 a share. I don't know what the exit strategy is on Pandora. I can tell you that, you know, I once used Pandora, and I haven't used it since. <laughs> you know, that's the that's the kind of the cold reality, right? Beyond the corporate developments, market participants are focused on this week's FOMC meeting, the Fed Open Market Committee. They're widely expected to produce another rate hike. So the market will mar you know deal with that t uh, 10-year Treasury playing with a little bit above 3%. Now that we've established 3%, and borrowing costs continue to... Uh, uh, Ratchet higher, right? Would you date someone who cleared their throats like this? <laughs> Me neither. Oil price is up one and a half percent to seventy-one dollars and eighty-three cents a barrel. So it's oil starting to play with a little bit above sixty. Now it's a little bit above seventy. So that'll help oil stocks, but it'll hurt inflation. It'll hurt the consumer, as we're eventually going to see that reflected in the prices of the pump. Anyhow, and anyway, um, markets are dealing with trade concerns today, right? Trump says he is with Kavanaugh all the way following new allegation of sexual misconduct. Boy, has politics just gone that direction? And the answer is yes, it has. Which is a very good thing. Which is a very, very good thing. There used to be a point in time when the Supreme Court nominees, whatever happened, they... they Senators across the board kind of all fell in and said, sure. You know, they, they kicked one out like Bork for smoking marijuana or something like that. Remember Bork? I think he was a marijuana user or something like that. And they all kind of agreed to pass on him. And then there's like, oh, Clarence Thomas, he has a sexual misconduct issue. And, they, you know, oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. And they all kind of fell into it. Now it's, it seems like the vote's going to go party lines pretty much so consistently for the foreseeable future, right?
So Sears XM to buy Pandora. The merger agreement includes a go-shot provision where Pandora may actively solicit, receive, evaluate, and potentially enter negotiations with other parties that want to them. Um, so it's a little bit underpriced. Acquiring Pandora would make Sirius XM the largest audio entertainment company with over $7 billion in combined revenue expected in 2018. The deal would bring together Sirius XM's 36 million subscribers in North America and Pandora's more than 70 million monthly active users. Sirius is trying to get out of this, not trying to get out of the satellite business. They're trying to get in the streaming business more and more. Pandora's there. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show. That's robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Analysts are impressed so far with the reception by the new iPhones. There's a commentary out of Citibank and RBC Capital Markets reiterating their buy ratings on Apple. It advised clients that more expensive phones are enjoying a very warm reception. There ain't nothing that's cheap in the Apple iPhone lineup right now. Well, a few days of observation falls short of a definite quarter or conclusion of a, a finale of the next year. Analysts are saying that the initial findings were that there's a surprise investor upside. This year's carrier promotions appear more attractive than those during the first part of the iPhone X cycle. So I use Verizon, and uh, I get emails from Verizon, and they're, they're pretty much so pimping out you know, requests. They're saying, like, hey, do you want to sell your old phone? Hey, uh, how much value do you think your old phone's worth? We'll tell you. Let me show you. And they know my old phone because it's registered with them, right? or my current phone, whatever you want to say. But city analyst Jim Suva said the hundreds of customers, he said hundreds of customers are flocking to Apple stores over the weekend, provided evidence not just of rebounding demand for new iPhones, but a willingness to pay top dollar for flashier technology. I don't know how I feel about the iPhone X or the iPhone, the new versions, iPhone XS, and iPhone XS Max. Um, I feel fatigue, but most people don't. So that's a few observations short, though, of a definite conclusion. But so far, pretty good, you know, pace of people at all lines waiting to buy these items. Let's talk the housing market. Bank of America's out with a research note. And they're saying the top is in for the existing home sales, which makes up 90% of the transaction in the United States. Largest segment of the housing market is existing homes, not new homes, existing homes. And I think it's peaked. And will no longer contribute to the U.S. economy growth going forward. Do you believe it? Oh, boy. Let's get to that old fun argument of, has housing topped? Michelle Mayer at Bank of America Merrill Lynch says, we're calling it. Existing home sales have peaked. Okay. Did your mind just go, kaboom, whoosh? Sales of existing homes make up 90% of transactions, and they recovered faster than the market for new homes after the housing crisis a decade ago. Oh, man. We're getting older. Sales have failed to top the level of 5.72 million homes reached in November. And that's going to be the high watermark. 
we look at cars and we look at as the best possible scenario about 17.2 million new cars sold a year existing home sales we're looking at about 5.7 million homes feel like there's 5.7 million real estate agents so maybe they're all selling one home or not the peak in existing home sales can largely be explained by the decline in affordability so says the analyst she pointed to the fact that the housing prices are close to levels last seen at the peak of the most recent bubble Awesome mortgage rates are on the rise, and the Federal Reserve is expected to raise its benchmark interest rate this week for an eighth time since late 2015. That makes adjustable rate mortgages more expensive. Outside my window, there's this big squirrel. And I go, wow, that's a big squirrel. But back to the homeowners. Big squirrels are like big rats. Although in the recent hurricane in North Carolina, some jerk tied five baby squirrel tails together. That's just, who does that? And why does that make news? Like, I, I get why it makes news, but it's just a sad commentary. That's terrible. Thank you very much, Mr. Barkley, for letting us know the obvious. So homeowners are cutting prices more aggressively now as they're trying to attract buyers. Uh, sellers in New York City made the biggest cuts over Labor Day since 2009. Now, and again, you're like, New York City, New York City. The outcome in the housing market is no longer a tailwind for the economy, but has yet to become a headwind. Call it neutral. Don't say we're at a peak. Don't say it's done. Don't say it's all downhill from here. Just say that we're not zoom, zoom, zooming into homes right now. Say we peaked at 5.72 million estimates. Residential investment, which includes construction brokers' fees, fell in May, April, June, for a third quarter out of four. Weakness was partly offset by a stronger commercial real estate market. I'll tell you what, driving that 25-mile stretch into San Francisco daily, uh, retail construction's not slowing down, or yeah, it's not slowing down anytime soon as far as commercial real estate goes. There's a hotel just outside SFO that I honestly think went up. If you've ever played Fortnite, there's something in it called uh, Port of Fortress. I think that's what it's called. Like maybe it's Can of Fortress or something. And you throw it down on the ground and you have an instant fortress. And that's interesting to know, but it's also interesting to say that's what it feels like in commercial real estate right now. Another segment of the market that's hanging in there is the one for new homes. Sales haven't grown as quickly as the market for existing homes because after the financial crisis, lenders with distressed properties were more eager to sell. Home builders waited for signs of the market's improvement before starting construction. So the analysts at Bank of America Merrill Lynch expects that approach going forward with demand hotter than housing, with demand hotter than housing inventory in many big cities. It's one that could pay off even slowly if for prospective home buyers. So will we see single-family construction grow? We've seen multi-unit construction just boom. And we've seen commercial construction boom. But the, the individual that wants the single-family home, not so much. Not so much. I'm sorry, not so much. Tiger Woods won. That's got to be kind of good news for Nike. Although Nike's calling a $6 billion man Colin Kaepernick. Not necessarily... 
uh, Tiger Woods, but America loves Tiger Woods. Talk about a man who rose to fame at an early age, was beloved, kind of threw it all away uh, with kind of like a sex addiction or something going on there. And they roared approval this weekend on the links. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Some tariffs on $200 billion of Chinese goods are set to take effect today. Something tells me that a lot of Chinese goods that are being shipped to America right now are the boats turning around or heading to Mexico or heading to Canada. So those tariffs are set to take effect today, and there's some reality to that. It's worse when it actually happens, right? Demon known versus demon unknown. Uh, on Wall Street, the demon unknown is a problem. Demon known, we could we could like go, okay, it's actually going to be a hit. And today, it's actually gone into place. Big stories this morning. Sirius XM Holdings is agreed to buy Pandora Music. Barrett Gold has acquired Rand Gold Resources. Michael Coors is reported close to be in is close to being into an agreement to buy Gianni, Gianni Versace. I don't think I own any Versace. I'm sorry to say it, but I don't think I own any. I know. What a disappointment, right? Caesars Entertainment's down today. Stifle initiated coverage of sell. Comcast is down. It looks like they're overpaying for Sky. Pandora Media is up. Green to be acquired by SiriusXM. So you kind of see how this is all working. Do you remember two years ago, I, I did a, a flashing story, a fleeting story on Tesla, making a, a big deal out of his solar roof. And it's a beautiful roof. Then we didn't hear about it for 18 months. Then I talked to Mr. Cinnamon from Cinnamon Solar, and he said, yeah, it's really inefficient. So none, barely any of these solar roofs have shipped. It was part of the reason that Tesla and Elon Musk did a little bit of a song and dance in front of investors and said, we just spent $2.6 billion to acquire Solar City, and look what we could do together, these solar tiles on roofs. And two and a half years later, or two years later, <clears throat> not going so well. So will the solar roof that's going to last for 30 years be a reality at some point? <clears throat> Tesla's been accepting deposits for the roof tiles since May 2017, but it's not even close to producing them. So far, 12 Tesla tiled roofs are connected to the grid, all in Northern California. Um <laughs> Tesla says there's several hundred homes scheduled. But this is the kind of bait and switch that I hate and that gets investors into trouble. Um, and will Solar City ever be able to pay for itself as Tesla's acquisition? Tesla's customers would pay a premium for the roof, about $100,000 for a roof. You need to replace your roof on a regular basis anyway, but... Not on a regular basis, but I guess a semi-irregular basis. So we'll see. But that's a lot of people are very doubtful that that Tesla's ever going to make money on a scale that would compete with Ford or GM. 
and that there's there's trouble. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, American credit scores have hit a record high. Congratulations. After almost a decade after the average FICO score hit a low of 686 during the Great Recession, the number of is at its highest level, 704. So where's your credit score? And don't forget, it's become a little bit easier to have higher credit scores. Not terribly easy, but a little bit easier. Payment history makes up 35% of a FICO score, so the drop in delinquencies has more people moving on up. I'm moving on up to that 650 to 699 range. To the east side, to a deluxe apartment in the sky. I wonder if that show would work today with modern sensibilities. Something tells me it wouldn't. <laughs> California is overdue for a massive earthquake. And this one always freaks me out when you hear scientists discovered a strange movement. That's like the basis of every disaster movie or every UFO invasion. Scientists discovered a strange fill-in-the-blank. But in this case, it's movement under the San Andreas Fault, and they warned that the big one is long overdue. Researchers studied thousands of small earthquakes near the fault and found that they move in a different way than expected. While the small earthquakes move differently to how one on the fault would move, the researchers hope that the data can help the understanding of how a big earthquake would strike. So they're calling it an inevitability. Have you updated have you updated your uh, I guess emergency plan recently? What would you do if? If you ever look at pictures of the San Andreas Fault, it's crazy. You can see like rock structures like making squiggly S motions. So anyway, update your emergency plan. Have an emergency plan. Do I need to say that again? Probably not. Last week, Amazon introduced 70 new devices and services. 70! We know about the Alexa-equipped subwoofer. We know about a DVR. We know about the microwave. We know about Alexa for the car. Jeff Bezos is watching you. And to me, what Amazon's doing, it feels like, have you ever seen the, have you ever heard the, the, have you ever heard the term throwing spaghetti at the wall? See what sticks. Now you can reheat the spaghetti in an Alexa-powered microwave. Woo! But awesome. There's a method behind the madness, and I don't quite... It's not easy to put a finger on it, other than to say that Amazon's kind of the most innovative tech company since Apple and Steve Jobs, but yet they still are chasing Google, Apple, and Microsoft in that position to be like the king of tech. So Amazon's trying to say, we're going to be the, the Jetsons' home company. Meet George Jetson, where everything from the washing machine to the thermostat can be controlled with voice commands. I don't really want to control my washing machine with voice command. I don't think I do. Maybe I do. And that's what Amazon's trying to play on. Amazon introduced this whole concept of talking to your things in 2014. And last week, they introduced 70 new items. Now, some of them are like uh, smart improvements, like better-sounding echo speakers, a home security camera, a wall clock that can receive verbal commands. I'm like, clock? What do I want to talk to my clock about? And how fun would it be if everyone had their Amazon-powered devices right now? And Rob says, set timer to zero. Cook microwave. Hey, Alexa, cook microwave. Uh, burn down how? Like, whoa, the, the potential for a hacking 
It's a little crazy there, right? The more Alexa stuff Amazon seeds into the market and into our lives, the stronger its case at Alexa and not Siri and not Google Assistant. They're trying to make Alexa the, the ubiquitous computing platform. Cortana. Microsoft's Cortana doesn't seem to fit in any of this, does it? Amazon wants to get customers to add voice capabilities to things that they already own. Thus, we have the Amazon Smart Plug, which connects to an outlet and voice enables any device. And the Echo Auto for your dusty old station wagon, which you may say, I'm going to ride this puppy till it's dead because I could put two surfboards in it. Amazon's giving manufacturers new tools like the Alexa Connect Kit, a chipset designed to get them to integrate Alexa into their devices. It's working directly with car makers like Audi to build voice capabilities in their vehicle fleet. Amazon is showing up the consumer electronics show. They're stealing talent from Cisco, from IBM, Sony, and Microsoft. Amazon is licensing Alexa to developers and manufacturers basically for free. Its business revolves not around licensing the technology or even selling gizmos to customers, but getting devices into people's homes that'll serve as a gateway to its massive online store, its streaming music and video catalog. So do manufacturers get on board the crazy train? Or is it just, you know, going to kind of like be one of those fads like 3D televisions that kind of come and go? I don't have an answer for you. What else is out there? Uh, Tesla's got a big rival called Neo, and that's getting a lot of publicity and a lot of news out of China. But a lot like Tesla, it seems to be a lot of promise and very little delivery. Ladies and gentlemen, I may not be in work next week because the $500 million jackpot's up for grabs in Mega Millions and Powerball. I'm going to use the numbers 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and Powerball 7. Woo-hoo! Don't anyone use those numbers from me. I figure if I win at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and Powerball 7, I'd be the luckiest guy on the planet, right? Mega Millions jackpot's 303 million. Powerball's top prize is 193 million. If you manage to nab the jackpot in either, you're going to pay a lot in taxes. Uh, you're going to want to get an attorney. You're going to want to make me your best friend. But other than that, it's it's up to you. You can't win if you don't play. <laughs> I hate the lottery. I think anyone who plays the lottery should be thrown into the Darwinian wood chipper. How about them apples? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Twitter, robblackshow. Don't be shy with any questions that you might have. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Tilroy is one of those marijuana stocks that had an amazing, amazing month, and now it's falling apart. You have to be very, very cautious when you chase performance, when you chase story stocks, if you hear the story and it sounds great, you need to be cautious. Sometimes plain Jane is the way to go, and you should be wary, in my opinion, because it'll work for taking action on any stocks mentioned. <clears throat> Comcast is in a big fight, and they won, but they paid a price. For Sky, given the fact that Fox still owns 39% of Sky, it's unclear how Comcast, Fox, and Disney 
clear rivals are going to work together. So that's kind of interesting, right? Disney acquires a lot of Fox. And you can kind of see uh, there's a lot of drama. Save the drama for Lorenzo Lama. That's the story of the day. So know thyself. You're not going to win the lottery. Don't throw away good money. And don't go for story stocks. It's a marijuana company out of, out of Canada that's got this great technology that already right there you go, okay, I'm buying into a Canadian company. <laughs> Watch your stories, okay? Stories get you in trouble. GE shares dropped to a nine-year low uh, since the last Great Recession. During the Great Recession, it was an amazing buy if you bought it low. What a trade. But now it's at a low more so than because of the Great Recession, because of internal problems running the company. So GE shares hit the low, nine-year low, um, all the way down to $11.80 a share. That's a company that was the blue chip of the blue chips. Like you studied GE, and they just leveraged up, and the deleveraging down is 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 just mind blowing. GE was worth nearly six hundred billion in August two thousand. Um, not good. Two thousand fifteen was down to three hundred billion. Again, it keeps going lower and lower. <laughs> And lower, and it's like limbo low, right? Uh, not a good thing. So be cautious, because it's a little bit of taking action. Any stocks mentioned on the show. So take a look at some other stories out there um, of the day. $200 billion tranche of tariffs goes into effect today on Chinese good. China retaliates with duties on $60 billion. And again, last week when Walmart said they're going, it's going to hit the consumer, Walmart sells a lot of goods to a lot of consumers, it's going to be a problem. It's not something that's swept under the rug. And if it's swept under the rug, it's done so by media. Um, and it's going to hit the average person, and they're going to have less goods to buy. Oil prices jumping. Energy shares are rallying. After OPEC and Russia ended a weekend meeting with an agreement to raise output to make up for the falling Iranian production, no agreement. OPEC and Russia are not going to help bail out Iran. Hmm, oil prices go higher because they don't help. Hmm. El Trumpo is not going to like that. <laughs> He's going to have something to say, right? A mess. It's a mess. How are you going to fix it, though, is the big question. We want to know. Loan growth is a big challenge for banks because people are wary. So it's interesting that, you know, how I say financials should be doing great. Financials should be doing great. Financials look like value. The one thing we haven't been able to put a finger on is why aren't loans happening? Banks have underperformed this, underperformed this year, returning about 5% compared with almost 12% on the S&P 500. And it's counterintuitive, which stinks, because I hate being wrong. And I don't mind being wrong early. I don't mind you know getting the early on a trade. It ain't working. Wrong. Overall, bank loan books remain pretty healthy. So they're healthy stocks with a healthy balance sheet, with a healthy valuation, but the higher interest rates have helped boost non-interest dividend, non-interest dividend, uh, non-interest income. Dividends and buybacks have been getting stronger. Loan growth has been decent, but not good. So the question is, when do the banks make their move? And what's holding them back? 
Key Corp lowered expectations. They're a regional bank, large regional bank. Uh, their CFO said something along the lines of, you know, we're trending to the lower end of guidance. Trending to the lower end of guidance. That doesn't sound exactly great. Like, if you thought the Raiders and the 49ers were going to win 12 games this year, between 8 and 12 games, and you're like, well, it might be 7 or 8. It might be 7 or 8. Um, and boy, talking about franchise quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, not a bust, not a bust. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, not a bust, but a lot of money goes in that quarterback position only to see uh, knee injuries. Uh, no bueno, no bueno. And I think that means no black beans or something. I'm not quite sure. My Spanish oh my is not very my. good. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, at Rob Black Show. Don't be shy. Reach out, tell friends, find the podcast, share the podcast, and I'll talk to you soon. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.